0: Lock on lock on the lock lock block
1: on lock lock block on the lock block and lock on cowboy, lock on. cowboy
0: welcome into today's locked on crossover we do this every week to help you prepare for your team's big matchups I'm Ross Jackson of locked on Saints at Ross Jackson ASC on Twitter and I'm joining Marcus Masher of locked on Cowboys at Marcus underscore Masher on Twitter excited to get this rolling man how you feeling about this matchup?
1: Uh, I think it's going to be a lot of fun, but thanks for having me on, Ross, and uh, let's uh, let's let's talk about this Cowboy Saints game, because I really do feel like these are, what, two of the best three teams in the NFC? Mm-hmm. Uh, we get a Sunday night football game to kind of decide early on in the season where these two teams are headed, so I'm excited about it. Yeah, absolutely, dude. Feeling the same way. Really looking forward to
0: digging into this one. So yeah, huge matchup here. Of course, they matched up in AT&T uh, Stadium uh, week 13 last year, and the mm-hmm. Cowboys held Drew Brees to statistically one of his worst games of his career, 127 yards. That defense took a lot of the Saints' weapons away and played really, really well in Dallas. A little bit of a different scenario this time around. Cowboys coming to Poydras but you know the defense is is, is kind of one thing, but really it's the offense that I'm I'm considering and that I want to know more about for uh, Dallas. Kellen Moore has been such a huge portion for you guys, mm. uh, ramping up that offense. Number three in passing yards, number four in gets the, to the run. How important has this guy been to this team?
1: Oh, it's been it's been incredible. The difference between Scott Linehan and uh, and Kellen Moore is like the difference between. Uh, Army football and Mike Leach at Washington State. I mean, that's that's the, that's the difference here. I think last year the Cowboy fans weren't very optimistic about the direction the offense was going. It wasn't a very innovative offense. I know players around the league uh, commented on how simple the Cowboys were to stop on offense. Mm-hmm. This year you're seeing... The Cowboys use the highest play action rate in the NFL. You're seeing a lot of in breaking routes. You're seeing Prescott get in out outside the pocket. You're seeing them uh, not be so predictable when they run the ball. It's a fun offense. Now, granted, they haven't played a defense that's very good yet. And New Orleans has a, I mean, they have a fantastic defense. So mm-hmm. I'm excited to see these two guys, uh these two teams, match up in this contest
0: yeah should be big should be big man uh, I think that that's one of the things that a lot of Saints fans are really sort of hanging their hats on is the competition that Dallas has gone up against the defense is not as good as what we've seen so far uh, in New Orleans and that defense is steadily uh, steadily improving right so giving up a lot of yards things like that but the pass rush has been a big thing but uh, you know what aside from more uh, if you had to pick one other catalyst for this Cowboys offense in their production who would that be for you
1: yeah, it's, it's Amari Cooper. Uh, mm. Last year, Amari Cooper came in halfway through the season, uh, and he was dynamic. Uh, he instantly made the Cowboys' offense better. Uh, we saw him in the New Orleans game have a, a couple big catches uh, against Marshawn Lattimore. Mm-hmm. Now that he's had a full offseason with Dak Prescott and the rest of the offense, uh, he's been fantastic. He has... Uh, four touchdowns already this season. Uh this is the best start that he's ever been off to. Prescott feels totally comfortable finding or getting him the ball. Uh he, he's truly been everything they could have ever wanted for a, a number one receiver. And I'm um, again I'm looking forward to seeing him against Marshawn Lattimore. That's a fun matchup between two really talented players. I, I think this game has a lot of those kind of matchups where you've got elite players going, you know, against each other. We can talk about the the offensive line versus the defensive line right. looking at like Cameron Jordan versus Lyle Collins. That's a lot of fun. Uh, Even Marcus Davenport and Trey Henderson going against Tyron Smith. That's fun, too. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's going to be a good test for the Cowboys.
0: Yeah, absolutely. That's one of my big matchups to watch. We'll come back to matchups in a little bit, but I'll I'll tease that as well, man. That's going to be a big one, that Saints defensive line and that – that Cowboys offensive line. I think it goes both ways for both these guys. The trenches are going to be pretty, are going to play a big uh, big part in this game. Mm. And speaking of the trenches for the Cowboys, the addition of Robert Quinn this offseason, he's already showing all of the positives that he showed when he was playing with the Rams. I know he had a stop in between, but really uh, comes down to him really showing a good bit of what he does, or what he did uh, with Los Angeles, or I guess formerly St. Louis. I never really know how to go about that one, but, but the Rams. Uh, tell me about what it is that this defensive line has going forward over in Dallas and the big task ahead for the, uh, the Saints front five.
1: Yeah. So everybody knows about DeMarcus Marcus Lawrence. He's an all pro player who got paid this offseason. Uh, but the addition of Robert Quinn has been pretty fantastic for Dallas. Uh, he's played in one, just one game so far against the dolphins last week, but you saw what made him a first round pick in the mm-hmm. 2011 draft. Uh, just super explosive off the edge. Uh, he can play the run a little bit, but where you want him is up the field. Uh, it's, they also have Tyrone Crawford, going to be coming back this week. Uh, I think those three are going to have to really get some pressure on Teddy Bridgewater and the Saints offense. If you remember last year, uh, Randy Gregory, he got to Drew Brees a couple times, but he had a couple killer penalties in that game that allowed the Saints to stay in it. Mm-hmm. I think Quinn is an upgrade over Randy Gregory. Uh, he's still kind of working his way back from a hand injury but when you pair Lawrence and Gregory as the Cowboys' two d- base defensive ends, uh, they're pretty tough to stop. But again, there's another good matchup right there between the tackles of the Saints with uh, right. you know Ramchak and Armstead. That, that's going to be a, another fun little battle this week. Yeah. Lots going on
0: in the trenches for sure. I'm going to back up to wide receiver real quick. We talked about Amari Cooper Uh, in the last matchup between these two teams. He had eight catches for 76 yards. He tied in yardage with Michael Gallup, who had five catches for 76. Michael Gallup still injured heading into this game. If he's not, uh, if he's not able to be available, how much of a hit does that take to the offense?
1: Yeah, I think the Cowboys are holding out hope that he's going to be able to play. I'm pretty pessimistic. I think they're going to try to wait with him. Uh, it's a meniscus trim, so they're expecting mm-hmm. two to four weeks. Uh, this is the second week. Uh, considering they're 3 now, I think they're going to be patient here. Yeah. Uh, it's a big loss because Michael Gallup was somebody who you can stick on the outside. You can play him in the slot. And he's just going to obliterate number two cornerbacks. Uh, the first game of the season, seven catches for fifty eight yards. Second week, six catches for sixty eight yards. He was mm-hmm. Prescott's go to receiver on third down, and against a team like the Saints, where you know they've kind of had problems opposite of Marshawn Lattimore, whether it's Eli Apple or P.J. Williams or Patrick Robinson, that's a spot that you can exploit. I'm not sure that they can't. Or they can do that with Devin Smith and Tavon Austin and Cedric Wilson. Uh, in comparison to Michael Gallup. If he can't play, it is going to be a big loss for Dallas. Yeah, I think one of the big concerns
0: for the Saints when it comes to the secondary right now is the slot production and P.J. Williams carrying wide receivers beyond 10 yards. Within 10 Mm -hmm. yards fantastic plays super well but you get them past the 10 yard mark and then you can leave them in the dust and that that becomes a big problem for the saints off uh, defense rather giving up some of those big chunk yards uh, another injury that the cowboys are dealing with uh, is it xavier woods the safety that's dealing yep. with some trouble too uh wh- how's everything looking for him and who's the next guy up if he can't play
1: yeah so the expectation was that he was going to be out four to six weeks with a high ankle sprain mm-hmm. uh the cowboys diagnosed that last monday And then Tuesday he woke up and he was feeling pretty good. He did some stuff on the field, uh, off to the side. And the Cowboys are actually pretty optimistic that he's going to be ready to go in this game. Wow. Uh, And and that's an incredible thing because he's really one of their best secondary players. Now, uh, he didn't play last week. I will put this in as kind of a caveat. If he is active, and I do expect him to be active, I don't expect him to be 100% or play the amount of snaps that we saw in the first two weeks of the season, mm-hmm. which means you're going to see more of Darian Thompson. You might see some more of Kayvon Frazier. But considering how well Jordan Lewis played in the last matchup against the Saints covering Alvin Kamara, I wouldn't be shocked if you see Lewis play some safety snaps in this matchup.
0: I Wow. I, I just, I mean, you'd hear a guy come back after basically a week and a half from a high ankle sprain, that's big. That's yeah, he's huge. a freak, it, 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 and they, they need him
1: too, because he, before he was injured, uh, this was by far the best you know, level of play that we've ever seen from Xavier Woods. So mm-hmm. if he can get back and be close to 100% in this game, it's a game changer. Wow,
0: that's crazy. All right, so
1: we'll jump into matchups here
0: in just a moment. We got that coming up for you right here with today's Locked On crossover.
1: We all love a night out, whether it's seeing our favorite band in person or being there in the crowd to cheer on our favorite team. With the Vivid Seats Reward Loyalty Program, you can attend the concert or show of your choice and earn credit towards your next live event. Vivid Seats is the top source for tickets for all the live events you want to go to. You can sort by price or look for seats in the section and row of your choice, all in the Vivid Seats app. To make things even better, Vivid Seats now has a loyalty program that allows fans to earn credit back. Vivid Seats Rewards. For the month of September, earn double credit back from 10 to 16% on all of your purchases through the Vivid Seats app. Go to the App Store or Google Play and download the Vivid Seats app. Fans are automatically enrolled in the Vivid Seats Reward Loyalty Program. Every purchase is backed by a 100% buyer guarantee. From the biggest concerts and games to the hottest seater shows and more, Vivid Seats has it all. Download the app and join the Vivid Seats reward loyalty program now. Make a memory that lasts a lifetime and let the Vivid Seats app help you get to your favorite live event.
0: All right, y'all, we are back with Wednesday's Locked On Crossover. Once again, Ross Jackson here of Locked On Saints, Marcus Mosher here of Locked On Cowboys. Let's jump in. We talked a little bit about what some of these big, how these two teams match up with one another, but let's get into some of those individual matchups and position groups. What is a big matchup that you're watching in this game?
1: Yeah, I'm interested to see what the Cowboys do with the other receivers other than Michael Thomas. Uh, We know how great Michael Thomas is, an all-pro receiver. I expect that you're going to see a lot of Byron Jones on Michael Thomas. Uh, but the guys that I'm a little bit nervous about are Ted Ginn. I, I think he can make some plays down the field, especially now that we're back in New Orleans or in a dome. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm interested to see if they're going to take some shots with Teddy Bridgewater. That's, I mean, please correct me if I'm wrong, but that's that's not really Teddy Bridgewater's strength. is throwing right. the ball down the
0: field. No, you're absolutely uh, right.
1: Right. So will we see some of Ginn potentially? uh traquan smith i I don't believe he played last week is he going to play this week is that that the expectation that that is the expectation
0: that's the hope at least let me say it that way he's dealing with an ankle sprain himself but not a high ankle sprain so it wouldn't be as out of the ordinary to see him come back he was kind of jumping around celebrating over on the sidelines so he's looking all right
1: all right and that's important because Chidobe awuzie the cowboys number two cornerback has not played well in the first three weeks of the season uh last week against the dolphins uh, they threw for over 100 yards by targeting him with Preston Williams and Devontae Parker. I think Traquan Smith could make some plays in this game if Bridgewater uh, wants to take some chances you know, to a receiver opposite of Alvin Kamara or Michael Thomas.
0: Yeah, that would be huge for them. I mean, in that week 13 game, Drew Brees did not have Ted Ginn Jr. He wasn't an option in that game. And so they had a lot of trouble finding some production outside of Michael Thomas, who Dallas defended very, very well last year. And you can expect to see them try to roll that same type of success out uh, this coming week. But this time around, the Saints have a little bit of a little bit of extra juice going in Mm. with Ted Ginn Jr. But it all kind of comes down to, just like you mentioned, Teddy Bridgewater's game isn't really going deep, or at least we haven't seen him do that in a Saints uniform, whether it be preseason or last week, and so they're going to have to take a couple of shots if they want to take advantage of that. Uh, one of the big ones that I'm looking at is an individual matchup. We kind of already touched on it, but Marshawn Lattimore versus Amari Cooper last year. Amari uh, Cooper had eight catches for 76 yards. Seven of those catches for 66 came against Marshawn Lattimore. Lattimore did help keep him out of the end zone, however, during that game. Uh, 20 catches on 27 targets so far this season for Marshawn Lattimore, so teams are not afraid to attack him right now, and they've been going after him, and some of that has to do with desperation uh, you know, Marshall Latimer got targeted a lot. During that Seattle game with Russell Wilson just running out of the pocket and extending plays, which is something Dak Prescott has the ability to do, throw on the run. And according to Sports Info Solutions, they have him at uh, Marshawn Lattimore at 13 catches allowed on 20 targets in zone, but 6 of 6 in man, including two touchdowns Mm. close to the goal line. So matching up a man-to-man with Amari Cooper in the red zone was already not easy, but Marshawn Lattimore might have a tall task in plus territory up against uh, Amari Cooper deep uh, deep in the red zone.
1: So what's been the difference with Lattimore over the last couple of years? Because as a rookie, I, mm-hmm. I remember thinking this guy is going to take over the league. He was the best young cornerback that I've seen in a long time, and since then it seems like his play has declined. Is there something I'm missing here? Is he been playing injured? Is his confidence not there? What, what's going on with Lattimore? Man, you are asking a question that the entire
0: at Nation has been racking their brains <laughs> about <laughs> because it you, because you're absolutely right. Uh, you know, a lot of the the sort of uh, the, the scuttlebutt last year was that, oh, maybe he bought into his own hype a little bit too much, you know, d- defensive rookie of the year, his first year, and then maybe sophomore slump. But really, early on this season, he's finding himself in a good position. He's, he's defending well. He's using the boundary. He's doing everything that he needs to do, but he's creating these really tight windows that quarterbacks like Jared Goff and Russell Wilson just seem to have no problem finding against them. So a lot of it is just big chunk plays and, with receivers and quarterbacks making plays in tight windows against him. So if that's the case, you'll see that sort of falter eventually. Uh, but eventually, he's got to start taking advantage of those opportunities and turn those tight windows and that positive coverage into turnovers. That way, he doesn't see the targets at all anymore. I think the more that he can push those targets away from him, which is what started to happen in his rookie season, that's going to put him back and more in that sort of lockdown Lattimore conversation and, and sort of moniker that he had picked up his rookie year.
1: Yeah, can I throw one more matchup at you? Oh, please. Uh, I'm, kind of of, of, I'm kind of curious about this one. Uh, Lyle Collins has been playing the best football of his career so far, uh, and he's going to be matched up against Cameron Jordan. We, we know how great Cameron Jordan is, um, but uh, this is a totally different player that we've seen through the first three or four years of his career. Uh, mm-hmm. So, it, But to, in, in fairness, Collins hasn't played a lot of great edge rushers so far. We, you, you saw him against the Giants. They don't really have a great pass rush. Ryan Kerrigan didn't play a lot on his side, and then against Miami, uh, the only player that he was going against was Taco Charlton. So this is the real first test for Lyle Collins. This is his third year at right tackle. He's feeling comfortable. The ball is getting out of Dak Prescott's hands quicker, but can he hold up against Cameron Jordan? That's a that's a guy that he should be able to match up well against because Cameron is a bigger guy. Uh, who is a little you know, stouter than most of the defensive ends that he plays against. Mm-hmm. Uh, Collins traditionally has struggled with the guys that have a lot of speed. But that's not saying that Jordan's not a fantastic player because he can win in a bunch of different ways. Uh, what are you anticipating from this matchup?
0: Man, I look at this to be a really big portion of this matchup. I mean, you look at Cam Jordan, who's already who's already forced 20 pressures over this first three games including 11 against Seattle last week a much so weaker good. yeah he's absolutely so so good but of course that was a much weaker offensive line in Seattle than what Dallas brings to the table uh, and against LA which was a much more formidable offensive line he had four pressures there including one sack one hit two hurries so even against pretty good talent he's still finding ways to get after the quarterback and affect the play but a big part of what he struggled with in Seattle and what the defensive line all together struggled with cuz this was part of one of my matchups to watch here as well is uh converting those pressures into plays finishing plays getting some sacks on the board and then you know bringing those plays to an end a big part of what happened to them was that they ended up you know putting pressure on Russell Wilson and he was just you know, he was he was Russell Wilsoning all over the place, right? He was just being right. able to get out there, extend plays, all of a sudden you've got seven seconds between snap and throw, and he's hitting fifty-seven yard bombs to his wide receivers that are running crazy all over the place. Now, that's a very Russell Wilson-esque and specific trait, but Dak Prescott has the ability to extend those plays, use his legs, and he's got some smart wide receivers on his side as well. So he could in theory, do the same thing. So the big thing for Cam Jordan is that if he gets those pressures, and also for the rest of the defensive line, if they get those pressures, they need to finish the plays and bring the sacks home in order to really affect this game.
1: And I feel like this is one of those matchups where the winner is likely going to decide the game because Prescott has been a quarterback traditionally through his career. If he's comfortable in the pocket, he's lights out. He's so dynamic and he's Mm -hmm. so hard to stop. And we saw it through the first three weeks of the season. As long as he can set his feet, he can put the ball wherever he wants. But if Cam Jordan is around him, making him feel comfortable, making Prescott have to move off the, you know, his spot, I, I think that could be the difference in this game. So that's one that I'm really going to be keeping my eye, eye on.
0: Yeah. yeah, absolutely. It's huge. And, you know, look, we could sit here. We could talk about the Saints offense as well. But the fact of the matter is that we don't really know what they're going to roll out. You know, they spent all of last week talking about Teddy Bridgewater, Taysom Hill, Sean Payton Mm -hmm. teasing two quarterback systems. We just simply don't know what it is that they're going to see. But certainly, you hope to see uh, Teddy Bridgewater get in a rhythm early if you're a Saints fan and be able to take advantage of the friendly home environment, which he wasn't able to take advantage of in Seattle. And so that flips the script a little bit in terms of what the Dallas defensive line is able to do in terms of production and keeping Teddy Bridgewater uncomfortable against the Saints offensive line. These are two really great matchups in the trenches, no matter what. I think that's where most of my focus is going to be throughout this game during my watches is just looking at the trenches on both sides because this is good. this is a big time matchup for those guys
1: yeah this is one of the reason why the cowboys and the saints are two of the better teams in the nfc is because on both sides of the ball they have elite talent, whether it's at tackle with Armstead and Ramcheck, or whether it's Cameron Jordan for the Saints on the defensive line. Cowboys obviously have Tyron Smith and Zach Martin and Demarcus Lawrence. Uh, it's what makes these teams really good, and it's what's going to make it an exciting matchup on Sunday night football. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Glad this one's a primetime game. So let's go ahead and jump into predictions here. Right now, the spread is set at Dallas minus one and a half, which is nice on the road. And then uh, the over under is set at 47. What's your prediction here with these guys?
1: Yeah, I think this is gonna be a close game throughout. I kinda of, I can't see this one getting ugly for either side. The Saints have been just so dominant at home, especially in prime time. Mm-hmm. I know Drew Brees isn't there, and that's obviously gonna probably cap their offensive potential in this one. But man, give me the Saints as a home dog. That doesn't, especially in prime time. That doesn't happen very often. I think Bridgewater is gonna feel more comfortable at home. The Cowboys' defense isn't playing to the same level that we saw. Uh, At this time last year, or even in week 13, uh, I think the Saints are a little bit more battle tested considering some of the teams they've played already with Seattle and Houston. Uh, I I just think they're going to be more ready to go for this one than Dallas.
0: I like that, man. I've, obviously, I'm happy to hear that, but I'm gonna have to go the other way here. I know Ooh. it's weird. It's weird of me to pick against the team, right? But you know, look, hey, I picked against them last week with Seattle, and they ended up winning. So maybe I'm just helping them out here. I'll just keep it going. But sure. uh, but yeah, I'm gonna take Dallas on this one. I think it is gonna be close, but. I, I just really like what Kellen Moore has done with that offense, and I think that it's going to potentially give the Saints defense some fits. Uh, and I think that it's going to take a little bit of uh, it's going to take a little bit of a finesse for the Saints offense to really get clicking. Yeah, I know this defense hasn't performed up to its standard yet this year, but I think they've got a good uh, good matchup here in order to be able to do it. So I'm going to keep it close as well. I don't really have a score prediction, but I think it's you know within a few points for sure, and within one score, a one score game between these two. But I think Dallas can pull it off uh, in the Superdome. But I will say that this is another instance of the Saints are still going to come out of this with a lot of positives, because I do think Teddy Bridgewater is going to perform well enough for them to continue to feel Mm -hmm. comfortable moving forward without Drew Brees
1: doesn't it feel like this is just the first of two matchups this year between the Cowboys and Saints? Like eventually 100%. we're going to see these teams again in the playoffs, whether it's in Dallas or New Orleans. It just feels like this is the first one.
0: Yeah, absolutely. A hundred percent, man. And when we get another one, let's go ahead and look at it again, man. We'll preview it one more time and get everybody ready for some, uh, some playoff football,
1: some of the more meaningful stuff later on down the line. Absolutely. That would be a lot of fun. I, listen, I, I think that's very likely. I, as I've been saying through that whole show. I think you can make a case that these are two of the best three teams in the the NFC, two of the best five or six in the entire NFL. So it won't shock me at all if we see these two teams again. Yeah, I agree. I agree, man. Well, we'll get it done, man. Have fun this
0: Sunday watching the game and everything. Thanks so much for taking the time and uh, appreciate all the info you brought in.
1: Thanks, Ross. Thanks for having me on.